Eco and Podcast enthusiasts, I'm psyched you're joining me for intimate stories of the human nature connection told from the inside out. Welcome to this About Eco Psyched episode. I'm your host, Lisa B. Storytelling is an ancient craft. Wikipedia explains storytelling as the social and cultural activity of sharing stories, that every culture has its own stories and narratives for the purposes of entertainment, education, cultural preservation, or to instill moral values. The purpose of eco-psyched storytelling is to illuminate humanity's connection to the natural world, of which we're all a part. about your host, Lisa B. I'm a big fan of being outdoors. I spent my early years in rural Maine, roaming the fields and woods near my house. A typical day for me was spent crawling through tall grass with my sister, naming the paths we flattened, Bluebird Lane and Huckleberry Way. Later in the day, we might bike the quarter mile down the road to my sister's classmate's house and convince her to go hiking in the woods with us. Sometimes we'd be out so late that my mom and dad would drive the back roads in our Pinto station wagon until they'd spot us in their headlights on the side of the road. Days on my own, I usually spent working on my fort made of shipping pallets. It was close to the house on a downslope with a few surrounding trees. I eventually was able to beat down a driveway in the dirt with enough runs down the slope on my big wheel. Other days, I would hang out in the loft in our old barn, looking for baby mice. I still remember the day we found a cat in the woodshed attached to our house. We were dog people, but we liked our new orange friend just the same. He must have walked forever to find his warm spot by our wood stove next to our dog Moxie. His name was Nicholas. Nicholas was a lovable puss, but he was no stranger to mischief. I witnessed him harassing a squirrel one day. I was able to chase him off in time to rescue the squirrel, who died later that day. I was so distraught that I wrapped the squirrel in paper towels, put him in my soft royal blue fanny pack with my pencils and erasers, and brought him to school with me. Several days in a row. The last day I had the squirrel was the day my teacher came to my desk and asked if she could see what was in my pack. Yeah, she most likely smelled him. She asked if I'd like to go to the woods with a custodian to bury him. Can you imagine that being offered today? Here, go with the stranger to a place we can't see you, and we won't expect you back for 20-ish minutes. It was a different time, and I miss it. I didn't go with a custodian, by the way, and my little heart just knew my squirrel landed with a soft thud on a bed of dry autumn leaves. It was during these years and the later years of my youth in Maryland that I imprinted on the land, the forests especially. I still crave the smell of the grass and the wet earth, to be surrounded by trees, to be dirty from play. I had amazing friends when I was young too, and I'm grateful some of them stuck. When I was 16, I went to Zimbabwe for a school year with my parents. 
I lived in town with my mom during the week and attended a girl's school in Bulawayo. I'd ride my bike home at lunchtime to have the best fresh sandwiches with my mom on the veranda of the house we rented. On the weekends, we visited my dad in the Matopos Hills, where he studied the feeding habits of the black eagle. My dad was a biology professor and we were there on a grant. Oh, the things we saw. We rode across the savanna on a mattress on top of a Land Rover and came across a pride of lions ambling across the dirt roadway in front of us, with bellies full, thankfully. We listened to elephants rumbling at dusk at a watering hole. We camped out along the Zambezi River in a bottomless tent, hyenas laughing all night. I was slapped by a monkey who wanted both halves of my cookie, and my dad begrudgingly shared his PB&J with a baboon as they both sat at the stone picnic table outside his cabin. And that, my friends, is no laughing matter. All these and the adventures that followed rooted my feeling of belonging in and to nature. After years of traveling as a live events graphic designer, I pursued a master's degree in eco-psychology, the study of the human-natural world relationship. I was interested in how Western society had become largely detached from our first home and what effect this was having on us and the world around us. I didn't know I'd become a podcaster. In fact, my creative outlet had always been drawing and painting. My first and proudest bucket list accomplishment was writing and illustrating a picture book called Creepy How, Icky Who. It was by chance that I made the recordings for my first podcast episodes, Adopting Daphne. I was going to China with one of my closest friends while she adopted her daughter. Her husband was staying home with their son, who they also adopted from China a few years earlier. I wanted to document this intimate experience in some way, for me and for my friend and her family. I assumed I'd create another children's book, but I discovered that the children's book market on China adoptions, and adoption in general, is saturated. Another friend suggested I create a podcast. I knew nothing about podcasting and had never even listened to a podcast. But I didn't hesitate to buy a portable voice recorder right before setting off for China. It was an emotional trip, and with my friend's blessing, I recorded everything. With work commitments and the intimidation of a blank palette, it took me over three years to create the Adopting Daphne podcast series, and I couldn't be more proud of it or of my friend and her family. The trip to China and creating the subsequent podcast episodes were rewarding experiences, and I knew I wanted more and EcoPsyched was born. While Adopting Daphne doesn't represent the content of future EcoPsyched episodes, it will forever be the catalyst. Through EcoPsyched storytelling, I'm sharing virtual experiences that I hope will encourage curiosity about and immersion in the natural world. Thanks for your interest in EcoPsyched and for coming on the adventures with me, Lisa B. Visit EcoPsyched.com to tune in. EcoPsyched would like to thank and credit the following artist for partial soundtrack featured in this About EcoPsyched episode. 
please visit the episode page on ecopsych.com for license information. We'll play Wonderwall for Food by Dr. Turtle.